Can I use shit? Yeah, I'd rather you <laughs> You're didn't. You're going to edit that out, right? All right, yes, thanks. Here All we right. go. I'm just making them smile. I know. I can see it in the back of my head. I know. All right, I'm with you. Here we go. This is a special edition of Late Night Health. I'm Mark Allen. The insane Daryl Wayne is not with us today. We are at the Organic and Natural Health Association annual meeting in Florida, and we're going to spend uh, some time with an old buddy, uh, David Foreman, known as the herbal for, uh, pharmacist. He just gave a presentation on CBD. We're going to do a couple of things. We're going to talk about CBD. We're going to talk a little bit about marijuana, and we're going to talk about ancient medicines that are being resurrected, I guess, today. Let's talk about CBD. Was, just, there, was there a pun on the resurrection? Yeah, there could have been, <laughs> yes. A resurrection of use of, of, yeah, right of, of, of those ancient uh, deals, uh, the, the remedies. Let's, so let's talk about this. Uh, is CBD worth it? In my uh, herbal pharmacist opinion, uh, no. Have you tried it? Person? I have. I actually, I've been taking it. Uh, I got, I got, I got what we call the hookup. I got some freebies from a friend in the industry, and you know, I've been taking 25 milligrams of uh, broad spectrum extract. So, it's, so it's, I think what people really need to understand is CBD gets thrown around very loosely, um, meaning people like back in the day when you made a copy, they said go make a Xerox, right? You know, or you know, it wasn't hand me a tissue as Kleenex because they were the first brands to market doing that. And CBD gets thrown around like that as well. So if you if you did an internet search um, and did CBD, you're going to come up with what we call CBD isolate, which is actually the one of the chemical compounds found in the cannabis plant. Um, sometimes you'll see a product that says full spectrum hemp oil. Full spectrum means it has all the all the goodies that are found in the hemp plant, um, including of that chemical compound CBD, but there are other other beneficial compounds found in the plant. And then you'll find broad spectrum hemp oil, and broad spectrum is pretty much the same as the full spectrum, but they have had they've uh, removed the THC from it, and, and uh, a lot of companies are doing that because. You know, even though what you can buy over the counter in your health food store, pharmacy, whatever, that's supermarket. That, yeah, that I mean, Seven Eleven, pick your Circle K, pick your yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. But um, you know, even though there's uh, very low levels of THC, there are people that um, may test positive for THC. And you know, if you're working in a, an environment where you get drug tested, so a lot of companies are coming out with that too. So can there be zero in? Yeah. Yeah. This, well, yeah what, so what, what they do is, yeah. So um, it, it, through it, it's basically a distillation process, and so depending on different heat or filtration, um, they can add or subtract things or concentrate. So yeah, they, it's a relatively easy thing to do. Um, in all honesty, based on my research, and I've been doing a lot lately, um, primarily because of my trademark herbal pharmacist, I've been really getting interested in more so in the cannabis, not. Not marijuana specifically, not hemp specifically, but really both together. Um, is that I feel like the majority of the health benefits are are coming from the whole plant and or actually the addictive part, which is the THC. The THC is the psychoactive part. Exactly. That's that's what people smoke marijuana for to right. get that high. The CBD that I personally have tried has either point zero three. Uh, uh, 
milligrams or less or zero. And I found some of it works, some of it doesn't. Uh, and I guess that's part of the problem right now. We don't know exactly what works and what doesn't. You gave some interesting statistics, some numbers. If I want help sleeping, how many milligrams? Yeah, so the clinical research said 160 milligrams 30 minutes before you go to bed. And that was actually on hemp seed. Oh, no, sorry, that was just on strictly the CBD isolate which it means the chemical entity. So really that's a drug to me. I mean, it is actually, a, there is a drug out in the market for seizures right now, but right. 150 milligrams. So, you know, I don't, I forget what the retail prices are right now for like buying a CBD product. They can go up to a couple of hundred dollars for two, three ounces. So most of the products on the market are less than 25 milligram capsules. Most are selling like 10 or 15. 10 seems to be the magic number for people. Well, let's just say you had a 25 milligram CBD isolate capsule, you would, that would in order to get that sleep benefit, you're having to take six of those, you know, right before you go to bed. Um, the effect on stress, that was another number I gave in, you know, earlier, was, you know, you had to take three to 600 milligrams of CBD to get the effect on, on actually it was social anxiety disorder. It wasn't even like work-related stuff. Like um, stress. Yeah, like stress. Anxi uh, regular right. anxiety. But otherwise, there's really no good, solid clinical information out there on on the use of hemp, um, they actually are starting to attribute some of the benefits of the people that are using a hemp oil product to the omega omega three and omega six, those essential fatty acids, which is fine. As a matter of fact, like there are studies where you know people are taking hemp oil, or uh, actually it's hemp. Usually it's hemp seed oil in, in a lot of the studies, but they're you know they're consuming you know large portions and they're finding it helps with their acne or skin health or eczema. And it, I would have to attribute that back to probably the omega-6 content that's found in the oil. Not, and you're not talking not about rubbing that on your skin. No, you're talking, talking about ingestible. Yeah, ingestible. Exactly. Yeah. Which brings to the point, do you think that CBD, which is supposed to be by the year 2022, I think, a th almost a $30 billion industry? I don't see it. I don't see it. Because what's going to end up happening is I feel like... Um, there's going to be a lot of people that try it. Um, I'll use my uh, father-in-law as an example. You know, my wife bought him a, a CBD product, hemp product, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, for because he had shoulder pain, and you know it was expensive. It was like you said, it was like seventy dollars for a month supply. One month it didn't work, and so he didn't take it. So he thinks that doesn't work. So why keep taking it? And why keep spending the yeah, money? Right, and and that's the issue. Is like a lot of times the people, you know, people aren't the companies that are selling the products aren't labeling them properly, in my opinion, so that I like the consumer needs to be aware that hey, it may take ninety days, one hundred twenty days before you realize the effect, or you're it's not just going to be one capsule a day or one capsule twice a day. You know, it may end up being a lot more. So then there, it becomes cost prohibitive. Because if my, the product I remember we bought for my father-in-law was, I think it had four milligrams of phytocannabinoids, which is all of the CBD being one of them. But it only had like four milligrams. So, and it's at $70 for a month supply, and he really needed to take at least six a day. You know, so, so multiply that times six, it's $420 a month for him to get the relief. It's and so the insurance doesn't cover Right, so cover I, th that. I feel like what's, what's going to happen is that there's going to be, we thought more people would run to the market, but I think the more people that run and buy the crappier products, just calling it what it is, 
they're not going to realize the benefit, so they're going to give up on it. So I feel like that, you know, tens of billions of dollars that we were projecting on CBD or hemp or whatever you want to call it is not accurate. I think it is more than accurate, though, if you talked about marijuana. I mean, I feel like, you know, which is the same, it's the same basic plant. It's just the difference between hemp and marijuana is that a hemp product will yield less than 0.3% of THC. So anything higher than that's considered a marijuana plant and you can get high and stuff like that. And more and more, more and more products are coming out or states are coming out and saying, okay, we're going to have both medical marijuana as well as recreational use, right? But that's also cost prohibitive. Oh yeah, I was just up in Canada. I went to visit probably the largest company in, in Canada that has to that's in the marijuana field or space, and they actually have some interest here in the United States as well. And um, the unique thing about them, it is cost prohibitive, um, but I feel like you have to use a lot less marijuana to achieve the benefits that the majority of people are seeking. So my son, you know, he's 23. You know, he started smoking marijuana when he was a teenager, and you know. Uh, it was not legal then. Um, we're not going to get into the battle I got into with my ex-wife <laughs> over the topic, but I was against it. She was eh, whatever, you know. And um, but you know, when we finally boiled it down, I was like, "Dude, why are you, you know, why are you smoking weed?" You know, and, and he's like, "Because it helps me with my stress." And it did, you know. And he's and then one day he said, you know, in an argument to me, he's like, "Dad," he goes, "You, you know, you had a long day at work." You know, I was like, what do you do when you get home? He's like, you have a glass of wine. I'm like, okay, enough said. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it, yeah. It's true. Right? And um, so, you know, so for me, it's, um, you know, I, I feel like I used to be anti-marijuana. Uh, and now you're not. I'm becoming less that way. What I'm, what I'm actually against, what I thought I was against was marijuana, but what I found out I'm against, and this is the pharmacist in me, is that I'm against the concentrates where what they've done is they've concentrated the THC level. So it actually does become very addictive for people. That's what happened to my son, actually. Well, what happens is the people, as I understand it, they don't get necessarily get addicted to the drug. They get addicted to the state the drug induces. Exactly, exactly right? the feeling, right, exactly. So, you know, like my son couldn't go through the day. Um, you know, he started out on, it's kind of one, like people say it's not a gateway drug. And I said, well, for him it was, you know. So for him, he, you know, started out smoking pot and then, you know, he found out about oils and wax and, you know, these are things that basically are, you know, you're smoking basically straight THC um, and that's when it, you know, becomes an issue. So, you know, I, I try to go back to my purest days and I'm, co- I'm going back to it again more recently of, you know, we, we think we know why something's good. So like hemp, everybody thought it was because of CBD. And so we focused on that instead of really looking at the whole plant, the whole herb. You know, for me... Like because it is, it is an herb, and we are speaking with Dave uh, Foreman, who is the herbal pharmacist. Let's, let's talk about something. In the 60s and 70s, when marijuana was illegal, um, frankly, I never smoked it. I didn't eat it. I didn't smoke it. I, I, I didn't like the smell. I'd been around it. Um, because sometimes you'd walk on a college campus and people were smoking and you could you could smell it. I, I still don't like the smell. However, my understanding is that the pot that's grown today is like 100 times more powerful than it yeah. was 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, it's through hybridization. 
you know, that's real. Non-GMO. Non-GMO. It's hybridized, but it's not, right. yeah. Um, it's kind of funny when people say that. Don't get me started on that topic. Let me ask you. Let me let me <laughs> let me ask you something, David. And that is that that CBD as an as an herb, uh, marijuana as an herb, we need to study it more. Would that be the bottom line in your opinion? Definitely, we need to study it more. Um, and actually, there are, are I met with a research company in Canada while I was there as well, who's spending an awful lot of effort in. Um, researching not uh, anything cannabis will say so whether it was hemp or marijuana but they're doing heavy research in that area right now because you know I feel like it could help lower your blood pressure and people look at me like what are you talking about I'm like well I mean if I take my stress it, it eases my stress I can say I can still focus at work and all that I'm not talking about getting stoned or high I'm talking about just taking that edge off and the reason my blood pressure is high is because I have anxiety or stress I could lower my blood pressure. Am I saying it's going to lower everybody's blood pressure? No, no. I'm not. But but neither do neither do blood pressure. Exactly. Lowering you know prescriptions from big pharma. Right. It doesn't work for everybody. We're all unique. Let's switch uh, 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 topics if we can. Let's talk about ancient herbs that are coming back into vogue right now. I mean everything from uh, helping with a cold to oh. blood pressure. Yeah, the, it, it's it's fascinating to me because it, it actually kind of goes back to my pharmacy school days when they stopped teaching the class pharmacognosy. Pharmacognosy was really the study of medicine, the me, medicines that came from plants and stuff. So um, some of my favorites that are really, so there were, you know, for, for thousands of years, you know, in India, at least 4,000 years, they have documentation of people using the spice turmeric for medicinal reasons and you know turmeric has become kind of popular now here well actually it's been become popular globally primarily in the area of helping people fight pain due to inflammation um, and so what we have now so we have this ancient herb but now we have a lot of clinical studies done substantiating its efficacy meaning substantiating that it really does work how much to take to make it work and like with um, with turmeric there was a study I found that showed it compared taking like 500 milligrams of turmeric capsules I think it was three or four times a day was equal to people taking 400 milligrams of ibuprofen you wow know, is, yeah so, and it's a lot healthier it doesn't yeah exactly it doesn't I mean, not, everybody, not everybody takes turmeric though that's the problem you know right. I mean I like to eat it but I, do um, too. I don't like to eat it every day so I do take a supplement version of it um, you know, I've seen it. I've seen the fresh in the markets, and I don't know what to do with it. Maybe you'll tell it us. Stains, I, man. Yeah, does it? yeah, yeah. It, does, it leaves a mark. I can tell you right now. Got um, it. Yeah, and then, you know another one that's real popular uh, is, um, you know, when you look at some uh, old text, uh, they called it frankincense. Right. Uh, but it's better known now in your health food stores as boswellia. But frankincense, uh, you know, again dates back thousands of years. And, and it's interesting because sometimes the uses that they did, you know, use these plants for in the old days don't necessarily correlate to what we know now. But what's happened is, you know, we started, scientists started looking at, well, man, like this tribe's been using this stuff forever. Like, well, what does it do? You know, and so then they get it into a laboratory. You know, they start asking questions from the tribal people. And, you know, based on that, they're like, okay, this may be, 
you know, another one of my favorite uh, uh, plants that I learned about was used by the oldest still living tribe in, in the world, the sand tribe out of, uh, uh, in Africa. For, you know, for a long time, they've been pinching off this little piece of, it's like a succulent, and they were using it when they went on hunting missions. And, and, and what does it do? It, so, um, so what we now know is how, what it does, it actually takes the edge off. It's actually one of my favorite things to use for uh, for stress. And, Write that and one so down I, for Mark. <laughs> yeah, Listen. It's a, but yeah, it's a non-drowsy type thing, but these are things like we followed the, we've seen these tribes, we learned about them, you know, and they've used these plants. All right, so that's the ancient part, but now we've had scientists go, all right, well, what makes it tick? And we've, now we're starting to figure that out. One of my fears about all of these, the, the, the ancient, the turmeric and all of these, is that the FDA is going to say it's not a food, it's not a supplement. And the same thing with CBD. And they're going to turn it over to Big Pharma, who make more money than God as it is. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard... I mean, I've been in this industry of natural medicine. I started when I owned my pharmacy, and it, then I migrated out of pharmacy um, and got into the natural health thing. But I mean, that comment's been made in the 25, almost 30 years. Absolutely. That I've been doing it. It's not really a different thing, but I feel like there's going to be there'd be enough of an uprising that from the consumer, me being one of them, you know, banging on the door of my politician to say like, you can't do this. Right. Um, it's like telling me not to eat. Know, I can still get my turmeric root at the grocery store. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I want to do hey, that, Dave, but. we're out of time for this segment. First of all, will you come back again? Of course. Right. I love you, man. Come I on. know. I, you're, the, I, you're the rock and radio man. Hey, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> I really do. Um, this is Late Night Health, uh, powered by PodClip. And I wanted to say to Dave that uh, we always enjoy, I always enjoy talking to him. We live so close together now. When he was on the other side of the this, the, the country, I, I saw, saw him more, more often. I saw you more when I lived in Florida than when living near San Diego. Yeah, it's kind of exactly. Right it is. I'm a bad so friend. It, yeah, well, <laughs> so um, we'll find some kind of organic vodka and, uh, and have Deal. a drink. It does come from a plant. It does. <laughs> I, uh, Karen just told me she heard about a vodka that's made out of air. I don't get that one, but what do I know? I'll breathe it every day. Hey, I'm just hey, that's hey, hey, health expert, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Dave, uh, Dave Foreman, the herbal pharmacist, and you can go to the herbalpharmacist.com. 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 Yeah. I'm Mark Allen for PodClip and Late Night Health.